Well, hello and welcome to the Wednesday Word, the Desert Spring Church podcast coming to you from Las Vegas, Nevada, uh, here in our podcast studio. We have a new format if you have been a regular listener or a semi-regular listener, and this is season five. And season five is all about getting to know each other's stories. So excited to have in the studio today, Jacob Euchre, who is not new to the podcast uh, and not only a guest today, but also we're going to be seeing Jacob as a host uh, this season. So Jacob, introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about yourself here at Desert Spring. Yeah, I'm not new, but I feel nervous nonetheless. Maybe (laughs) because I haven't been on with you before. It's true. It's our first time. Usually with Anne. So I moved to Las Vegas in 2001. And we started attending Desert Spring in 2010, must have been 2010. Okay. And um, I th- things that I've been involved in, you know, for a long time, it was just come to church. Right. And uh, kids went to Sunday school. And then I got the Pastor Dave call. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Actually, I think the first one was um, a different kind of Christmas. I think he, he said, you know, would you like to be on the different kind of Christmas committee? I'm pretty sure that was the first one. And um, so the first year that I was involved in, I'm trying to remember what it was, Malaysia, the Malaysia Project. And and so that was a, that was a great experience. Um, and then the next one was, would you like to be on church council? <laughs> Which, that was a great experience too, but what I, the mistake I made is asked, I think, I asked too many questions, and then it was, would you like to be the chair when, because when I joined, it was um, Andy was oh, the, Andy Gordon, yeah. yeah, Andy Gordon was the, was the chairperson, and he, he does a fantastic job. So, so then he, I was asked to be chair, and um, I, I mean, if I was, grading myself I did a highly mediocre job you did a fabulous job <laughs> I, we've been well, yeah don't even try that no, <laughs> the the main thing with with it is um to keep things going yeah really and um so this this past year the end of 2000 well I should say November 2022 was my last church council meeting and I thought it ran my mistake, but I, I thought it ran like charge conference to charge conference. So I told Pastor Dave, you know, this November will be my last time. When so I, I there was a December meeting that it was sort of like I think there was no chair. Poor, poor um, oh. Brian Maraway picked up, but not until January. So I felt bad about that. And so I got involved in the podcast, um, and I, I don't even know. Maybe it was Anne just invited me. Mm-hmm. And here I am. You know, the other thing that I did um, probably is before different kind of Christmas was I was involved in. This was one of the times when I was sitting in church and looking at the bulletin. And Ann Hardy used to, or sh- she still does, I, I think, um, do the attendance recording. Mm-hmm. And so we get all of the, just for for everybody's knowing how the sausage is made kind of process, is, is those um, attendance pads all get entered in. There's um, somebody who looks in the church software and types in the name of the person that wrote in their attendance, and then we click OK. They're they're here for this week, and so she it's um, takes a couple hours, 
at least to do to do all of them. And of course, if it's guests, we need to record, you know, um, contact information for the guest and everything. And so, uh, you know, doing that every every week, you know, you spend all s- Sunday afternoon. So she she put out a request for help. And it was one of the times where I was sitting in church looking at the bulletin. And I was like, you know, I I really feel pulled to do this because mm-hmm. um, I'm a computer person, a network engineer. But um, if you don't know what that is, that's computer guy. <laughs> so so um, I spent a lot of time on a computer, and it, it just kind of was like I, I think I can help here. So I did that for a while. Um, actually, I think it was until COVID hit. Mm-hmm. And then we didn't we didn't do it anymore. And what's interesting about that is you saw everybody's name, and so you, I knew lots of names of people, yeah, but not who they are. Mm-hmm. And wild. and even to this day, so you send out prayer requests, yeah. and I you see the name, and I'm like, oh, I know that name, yeah. And I sometimes I can think of like the, how they, you know, people have sometimes distinctive handwriting. And it was always it was always crazy when we would have a member of church die. And it would be like, I know that name. Yeah. And it's your own kind of grieving because it's like, yeah, I won't see that one anymore. Right, you know? right. So I think actually that's probably where it started. Wonderful. Yeah. So you, you've been serving in, in kind of a range of ways. So that's really cool that you've been able to engage and be a part of serving in, in those different ways. I'm a, I'm a big introvert. So all of those are like <laughs> not a lot of... Person-on-person interaction. I know, I but say. you're an introvert sitting <laughs> in front of a microphone right now. So this is, yeah, this is true. good. That's this true. is good. Yeah. Well, um, Jacob, we're really excited to have you here. And, and I'm, I want to start kind of at the beginning with you, um, your childhood and how you got here today. But I want to just say I'm so excited that you are going to be uh, doing some preaching this year. So. Yeah. yeah I, that was another one where I, I said something to Pastor Dave and, you know. Yeah. Yeah. He doesn't forget. So yeah. I don't know, you know, it's it's gone through, I've thought about, originally I said, I, I think I want to preach on Jonah, is what I told him, because mm-hmm. I, I love that story, um, because it, you know, it tells one story on the surface, and it's so dense when you when you really get into it. And, and I don't know if that's what I'm going to do, and I'll, you know, as we kind of talk more, I'll explain why, but, but yeah, I, I'm... I'm thinking it's probably going to be one of the, you know, he sends out his sermon plans and there's all kinds of space for guest speakers in yeah. in the summer. So. You're going to be one of those. That's, that's amazing. So I, I want to, yeah, I wanted to put that out there now and then go back to how you got to this point because where you're, I mean, doing that's a pretty big deal to me. Like that's, it, it's a yeah. really big deal. So I, and I want to rewind now and kind of get to right. uh, the beginning. So tell us about yourself as a child, first of all. Um, I grew up, I was born and grew up in New Mexico in Albuquerque. And um, my, we always went to a Lutheran church. Um, and there's different synods of Lutheranism. Yeah, right. <laughs> and so we, we went to um, an ELCA church. And my, um, my mom's parents, who, so those, that set of grandparents, uh, they were from Scandinavia and then, you know, came to the U.S., or actually it was their parents, I think, um, and lived in, like, upper Midwest area, big Lutheran country up there. And then um, my dad's parents came from Germany, and or not his parents, but his family, also a bunch of Lutherans. Mm-hmm. So it kind of was a natural 
and that's that's all I knew. I didn't go to any other church. Um, maybe, oh, no, you know what's funny is I, I went with a friend, my next door neighbor, best friend growing up. He went to a Methodist church, and the only thing that I remember about it was I went with him to um, uh, vacation Bible school. Okay, cool. And they had a tax collector that went around, and he, like, would like hassle all of the kids for money. And I don't know, I don't know what the point was like, other than to be like, here's a tax collector. And maybe I, I'm making this up, but it was like, probably, um, you know, everyone hates the tax collector, but look, Jesus loves him. And, you know, Matthew is a tax collector and everything. And, and all I remember is the scary tax collector. Oh my gosh, I don't like crazy. vacation Bible, Bible school. <laughs> those and, Methodists. Yeah. That's the, those Methodists. Exactly. <laughs> the big flame and cross. And so I, um, and, and I guess I should add, I, I love, I love going to vacation Bible school now. Yeah. I, you're you know, real involved. You well, I, I was, and now I just like to send the kids and watch yeah. them. But, um, so Methodism and Vacation Bible School is But you make a good point myself. because as a child, what your yeah, you impression, get, like yeah. that one impression for kids with, you know, a church or religion or right. that, like it's that, that you remember that. So yeah, yeah. Good, good things to remember. So we, it was different in the sense that there was subtle differences that I noticed right away when I started coming here. Um, there's a, there's a, it feels like it's more structured in the sense that you always had like a first lesson and a second lesson. They were always from the Hebrew scriptures and there would always be a gospel reading and somebody would come up and they would be a reader. And I did that a couple times when I was in high school, I think it was. Mm-hmm. Um, and there was always this, the biggest thing I remember when I first came here is like the, the choir sits behind up on the altar because even like you, you go to... Um, my sons go to a preschool um, that's Lutheran-oriented, um, Mountain View. Mm-hmm. When when they go, when the preacher goes up to the altar, they always bow. And there was like this kind of like sacredness to it. And I was like, what are all these people doing up in the altar? Mm-hmm. These people are crazy. Yeah, yeah. So, it, there, but other than that, it was like a lot of the same feel. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's what I knew all through, I mean, we went until I left for college. And were I'll, you involved, like in the youth group? And were you? No, no, no. no. So I went to Sunday school. Because um, you and, had to? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah, well, at a certain age, it was like, I don't want to go to Sunday school anymore. And this, I see my oldest son doing the mm-hmm. same thing. I want to, I don't want to deal with the youth. I want to just be in church. Mm-hmm. And um, even when it got time for uh, confirmation, I remember there was like this crisis of, well, I mean, as for a teenager, I suppose. It was like, I don't, I remember them, you have to do this, you have to do that. This is confirmation. And I was like, whoa, 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 whoa. I had this immediate pushback to like, you're going to make me do something? Like, mm-hmm. that's not... I don't like that, especially, um, I, you know, I much better now, but at the time it was like, I, I'm the kid who like wants to go to the library for lunch and Mm -hmm. I have my little friends that I've made, Mm -hmm. but that was not a, Mm -hmm. so I never was confirmed. I remember my mom telling me, you know, God doesn't love you any less if you don't go through confirmation. And I was like, I I really, Mm -hmm. I really 
don't want to. And what, what they had was this, um, to be a member of the church, air quotes, member of the church, they had like a new members, basically class. I don't remember a lot about it, but I do remember we got this like kite thing. It wasn't, um, it's like a, it's like a cross. And then it had, for lack of a better term, yarn that went from each of the ends. And so it was like this decorative thing that you could hang up that symbolized you're a member of the church. So mm-hmm. I, I became an official member that way. Okay. Um, but yeah, it was, it was, uh, it was good. I mean, I, I, I don't remember being real, like, um, I, I wanted to be involved in my own way. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I remember being religious in, um, a few different points in my life. I remember I had a, a, a neighbor across the street and he was Catholic and, um, he, we went through this phase where he and I would get like shoestrings and we'd put those little pony beads on them and we'd make rosaries. And then for the cross, we used, um, popsicle sticks That's and like great. decorated them and yeah. everything. I mean, I, I was Protestant. I didn't know anything about a rosary, yeah, but it, you know, cool. to him, it was like, it's like this, I could tell from him and how he treated things that it was like, Hey, this is important. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, certainly brought him closer to God. And I, in my own way, I was like, okay, I feel like this is important. And I think he even took him to his um, priest and had him blessed and everything. He gave me a rosary. Oh, I still have it cool. somewhere. Oh, that's awesome. Um, so that was that was kind of cool. And then when I was in high school, um, we had it, the, the polity in, in a Lutheran church is different. So like here the bishop says, you're going to go be the pastor of this church. Mm-hmm. There, it's like you hire a pastor. Yeah, they're free agents. Right? Yeah. yeah. And so I was on a call committee, which is the committee that they put together to hire a new pastor. Hmm. And I was on I was on that committee as like a teenager and, and all the, oh, it's so great you're being involved. I was, you know, I didn't think much of it, but I was like, this sounds kind of cool. So I helped hire the next pastor. And it, it was kind of interesting because you you look at a resume and you would hear them preach and everything. And then you would ask, you know, can you, can you come, I think, and, and guest preach? And, um, you know, I didn't, I'm a teenager. I thought I probably knew stuff, but I was like, oh yeah, he's, he sounds really good, you know, but how that affects the life of a church, you know, I, no clue, but it was a good experience. It's cool that they involved you as oh, a yeah. teenager. Like that's I, when, when I was hired to be the youth director here many many years ago. I was very impressed because they did have youth on the on the interview oh. panel. I'm mm-hmm. Like that's really cool because it it does and it's also teaching them how yeah. the church operates. And mm-hmm. so that's yeah. that's cool that you got to be a part of that. I remember there was different you know there's different people there. There was one guy who I think since got his PhD in something. He would always come to church and he would have like a ratty sweatshirt and jeans on and everything. And he was leading a, a Sunday school for the kids. And he was, he would say, you know, my, he was very Bible oriented, but just kind of um, Bible study kind of thing. And it was different. It was interesting to see different ways that people could um, be Christian, essentially, mm-hmm. you know? So, and then I went off to school and I stayed um, religious, I would say, I went to school. I went to school um, at a small town south of where I went, where I grew up, um, and there was a little church across the street from the school. And I went. And there was probably like six people there or something. <laughs> but then I kind of walked away from 
sometime in college to about the time my oldest was born, I mm-hmm. think. It, I took the, the normal journey that That's I think it. a lot of people take. And yeah. I was like, I don't know about this stuff so much. Actually, so so wh- one of the things that was a big part of that process was I asked somebody who who should have known better. But I, I was questioning faith, and I you have a lot of the same questions that a lot of people have. And my, my big hang-up was, why is the God of the Old Testament so different than what it feels mm. like in the New Testament? Mm-hmm. So I asked the question, and... Um, the answer back was, eh, we don't really pay attention to the Old Testament. It's just there to, like, to have oh. a prophet. I was like, no, Whoa. that is not. If that's the answer, then I don't, I, I'm not so sure. And so that kind of was, like, a major, it wasn't, like, the reason, but it was a major part of, like, okay, I, if that's that's wow. what it is, I, it doesn't jive with me. And who was this, a church leader or someone in the church? Or uh, it was somebody in my family uh-huh. who who was um, a church leader. Okay, yeah. And I was like, I, I don't I don't know. So, so well, you know, I still had all those questions. Um, yeah. So when, I, when it came, you know, kids change everything. So Jackson was born, and it was sort of like, what are, should we get back involved in it? He should be baptized and everything. And I, and I worked with, um, worked with somebody. I worked in a, a government contractor. We were a real small operation. There's probably like 15 of us. And almost everybody was former military. And they all talked like they were on a ship and everything. And I was, <laughs> we would we would tell people when we interviewed them, it's kind of a salty atmosphere. So if you, <laughs> if you have thin skin or whatever. We, and so, um, but there was, there was a guy there and he, um, he could swear like the rest of them, like anybody. Like but, a sailor, but he was, as they yeah, say. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. And um, he, w- come to find out as, as I worked there and got to know him longer, he um, is very Christian. Uh, I don't think he goes to church very often, but um, one of the most um, religious people I know in, in, in a lot of ways. And I started asking him questions. Um, and it was a different view of things because it, it's not – it's a different kind of Protestantism that he kind of opened the door. To, and, and I was kind of mm-hmm. – but but he answered questions in a way it was like, okay, you're not answering the qu- – like, like there is no um, – I, I said – he knew me and I'm like a very – we're engineers, and so we yeah. think in a very analytical way. Mm-hmm. And and so how do you – and he said, you know, he gave me some answers on, and had me read some books and stuff. And so I slowly started coming back to to get some of those answers. And, and really what he did was he said a lot of like what Pastor Dave was saying in a recent sermon. He's like, you, you got to focus on Christ first and, and then grow from there um, and mm-hmm. see everything in light of what – who Christ was and, and what he did. And that really helped me kind of answer or, or f- get past a lot of the hangups that I had. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not that I have answers for, for all of the questions that I had, but also um, it was enough to know that it's okay to wrestle with them mm-hmm. and um, to, to view it from a certain angle, yeah. you know. 
That was really good advice. Yeah. And you're yeah. right. Pastor David just did just yeah. talk about yeah. that and making sense of the Bible. Well, start with Jesus. Yeah, yeah. exactly. And then yeah. and then the colander analogy. Yeah. Yeah. So so that kind of thing helped a lot. And then as I grew, it was sort of like a struggle of how do I there's lots of different denominations, thousands of them, and lots of different you know, things that don't even fall within a denomination. Mm -hmm. And how do I make sense of what, I don't want to say what's right, but that um, feels good, maybe? Mm -hmm. I don't know. There's It's it's a hard um, thing to kind of quantify. It's like, I, I don't, I, I guess the way I would say it is, um, I'm, um, very protective of being making myself vulnerable. And so when you start growing in your faith, part of that is making yourself vulnerable mm -hmm. because because that's True. part of what it is 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 like okay, I'm going to open my heart and soul in and and ch change as a result of it. Mm -hmm. So how do I know that if I'm focusing on a certain let's just say sect of Protestant Protestantism, and I'm having a lot of trouble with that word. Big words today, Jacob. <laughs> and um, how, how do I know that that's where I, what mm -hmm. I want to open myself up to? Yeah, you know, because you can sort of like one of the greatest things about the internet is you can find anything you want at any time. One of the biggest problems mm -hmm. is that you can find anything you want at any Good time. News, bad news. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So it was sort of like, how do I make sense of where, where do I, where do I trust, and sort of like. As a, as a kernel of truth and then grow from there. Um, and certainly coming to church here was one way, but but then how do you kind of grow on your own past that? Now, how um, did you get here? Who invited you here? So what happened was my wife and her family, they went to Trinity um, for a lot, a lot of years. And um, I wish I could remember the pastor. I mean, Pastor Dave was there, I think. Maybe not. He was he there was, for a he minute, was. Yeah. yeah. Larry Gerber was there. Yeah, yeah. I well, I don't remember that, but yeah. I remember when he when he was here. It was so um, when it was my wife and and her mom that kind of came here first and was like, "We'll check it out." And Pastor Dave still had his long hair. <laughs> um, yeah. They said he he's good. We can. Let's let's keep going, and so that was you know. Then we all started coming. That's wonderful. Yeah, but it was still in the other building, mm -hmm. and which was a little weird too because it definitely has a multi-purpose room feel to yeah. it. And um, every church that I went to growing up that had these these big, huge vaulted ceilings and yep. stained glass mm -hmm. and real organs and everything, right. and I was like, this it feels so much different. But but. Um, to our credit, something we talk about a lot is it it has a great vibe to, you know, our church has always had that, I think. Mm -hmm. The people. So, the it's people. The people. Yeah. 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 So I've been here ever since. Very cool. Very yeah. cool. And then you've and you and you've raised your children here and you've been yeah. very yeah. involved in that. Um, so um during COVID, just uh when you had your kids and you were all at home, uh, what what did church look like for you then oh man um that was we pro we would watch online but not in the same kind of gathering space you know mm -hmm. it's it's a little bit easier to say okay everybody's going to church 
Um, it's harder when it's like, come sit down and watch the TV or mm-hmm. computer. And, you know, it's like, well, I was, so-and-so was up late last night or whatever. And so it's, it was just, it didn't have the same, I guess, rigor as, as mm-hmm. we did. Um, so it was, it was definitely, um, I, I would say like for myself, um, I was I did a lot of my own Bible studies and Mm -hmm. I I had a lot of spiritual growth during that time. Mm -hmm. Um, But as a family, it was sort of like that that was definitely lost. That was a struggle. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, That was a struggle. And you're right. There were different things, Sunday schools in this Zoom room and this is happening in this Zoom room. Yeah. And that's tough too, because it was like that they were on Zoom all day for school. Mm -hmm. So it was like, well, it's hard to force you to do um, something again, you know, on, on your, on your Sunday. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, that's true. But I, but your kids, I, you guys always come in looking like a Christmas card, right? Everyone's all dressed up for oh, church yeah. and everyone and, comes marching in. Here right. comes the Eucharist. Coordinated. And, always yeah, coordinated. Yeah. That's, my wife always is, she's got, it, it was when they were littler, I think it was easier because you could get sort of like the same outfit. Mm-hmm. And as like Jackson's got older, it's like, well, that store doesn't have such uh-huh. and such. So it's, it's always a, she does a great job. Do it that. as long as yeah. you can. But it's wonderful. So church, it, to me, just watching you come in, like this is something that you, it's it's an event you take seriously. Like, all right, we're getting oh, yeah. ready. We're going for church. So, you know. Yeah. And and I, um, we didn't, it wasn't like we went to church every Sunday growing up, but I definitely, you know, you get different, oh, we have to go to church this weekend, you know, as kids, it's sort of like, oh, I just want to sleep in or whatever. Mm-hmm. But it's, I, I feel like it's important, even if just, just the act of going mm-hmm. um, is important, you know. So, it's what you do. This yeah. is what we do. And so yeah. you're raising that. So yeah, that's, which yeah. is obviously important to you, which is why you started going back yeah. in the yeah. first place. Now, tell us about, we didn't, we heard you, we've mentioned your wife, but we didn't find out how you got your wife. <laughs> oh, yeah. So so I grew up in New Mexico, and she grew up here. And it was through um, somebody that I knew, a friend of mine in, in Albuquerque, or uh, right outside Albuquerque. He m- met her, um, and through the magic of the internet, it was sort of like we started communicating and everything. Mm-hmm. And then it was sort of like, well, um, spring break, and I came out to kind of visit and everything, and it just sort of went on from there. And so I went, you know, we met and, um, I went to school and in New Mexico. Um, and after a couple of years, I was like, okay, I'm going to transfer out there. And then that was 2001 when I moved out here. So, and you guys were married what year? 2005. 2005. Okay. Yeah. Wonderful. Yeah. And she grew up going to church. Yeah. Saying, yeah. So you, you both had that background. Yeah. 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 We, and, um, very, you know, that's what we said. They're very similar. Mm-hmm. Very, Pastor Dave would say we have open communion with yep. the ELCA. There you go. Yeah. And so, um, I think that a part, a big part of your our our spiritual journey, our faith journeys, um, when we are parents, like that, that there's that just something different happens in that season of our life, or mm-hmm. there's something you experience with God that um, is unique. So, what what has being a, a dad uh, done for your faith journey? I mean, it's changed me in so many different ways. It, it certainly was the reason why I thought seriously about 
um, religion in general, but I mean, big philosophical questions about like, what, what do I want my focus in life to be? Mm -hmm. Or what do I want my legacy to be? Mm -hmm. What's important? Because it, I mean, it has a way of just changing the way you look at things. And so Mm -hmm. it was, um, forced me to sort of take that, that look. Um, and as they've gotten older, I've, it's kind of like, I, I try to figure out how do you impart those values on to them? Because it's not, you, you can't just dictate, you know, mm-hmm. this is what you're going to believe or mm-hmm. this is how you're going to act mm-hmm. or whatever. So how do you sort of model that and um, create that sort of environment? Mm-hmm. That's, for, for me, um, one of the things that I like to focus on or that I um, really enjoy is, is biblical studies. And so um, I hope that I can try to, and this goes into the whole sermon thing, is how do I um, educate them? Mm-hmm. Because I... You know, there. I went to Sunday school, and so I knew a lot of the classic Bible stories. But when you really start looking at it, you're like, "Man, these are not kids' stories. Like, <laughs> this is brutal." Very true. But, but they have an important. It's an important narrative. Yeah. But how do you um, explain that? Because they're so complex. I mean, you can't even explain it in you know months of explaining because mm-hmm. there's just so much so much there so mm-hmm. yeah. I, I cringe because I read I read my kid my kids have gotten this um, early child Bible from I, when one of them was in preschool and so you read it and I think that isn't really what that says but I mean what are you going to say because it's like I said it's not a kid's story or they you gloss over what happened between here and there but just the familiarity of like, okay, this is yeah. this is how you kind of start that yep. conversation. They, so, so they're starting to understand the, the characters. Yeah, the, exactly. Yeah. And yeah. then when, they, when we have all the cute little songs, we sing about the flood and it rained. And yeah, rained, exactly. But, like when, like, but <laughs> there's the whole little bees we don't really talk right. about when they're younger. Yeah. 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 And I think it's interesting because for me, um, when your kids, you can't really explain something to your kids that you don't yourself understand. So yeah. it helps you realize, right. like, I really yeah. need to have a grasp on what I believe this is yeah. to be able to tell my kids what I think this means. Yeah. Yeah. And so one of the things that I struggled with, I didn't realize it at the time, but when you come to this church and Methodism in general, and, and even growing up, the focus is is on grace and love. Mm-hmm. Um <laughs> But not every church is like that. And and you could go to a church that looks very similar to our church or anyone. Mm-hmm. And and I noticed this going to other ones where it's like you hear them talk, maybe just a prayer or mm-hmm. um, an explanation, and you're like, there's a lot of sin talk there, or mm-hmm. there's a lot of yeah. atonement, or there's a lot of mm-hmm. and 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 that's where I was like, that's no. Wrong. I mean, it says very clearly, mm. it talks about sin and everything, but there's just this feel of like, 
I, I don't feel great after hearing that sermon or mm-hmm. whatever. Um, yeah. And, and so being able, Pastor Dave helped a lot with that. I brought it up to him one time and he said that there are different um, groups that will focus on sin or, yeah. or whatever. And, and we, we look at grace. And mm-hmm. so how do you um, take the narratives and say, be able to explain that in terms of grace. Mm-hmm. Where's you know? the grace in this? Yeah. Exactly. And yeah. I'm with you. I remember taking my kids to my friend's church and I don't know, I had, I was out in the outside courtyard and sat down and uh, heard them teaching, like and talking about Satan this and Satan yeah. that and sin. I'm like, you know, I don't want my kids to walk away with shame. Like, right, you know, right. because if sin is you know, the mistakes that we make, and we all do that. Yeah. I don't want shame to be the focus. Right. That's a, that's a concept I mean, that comes later to, yeah. Yeah. And I, I mean, it was just as simple as like, well, you know, Christ died for our sins. And and it, it's like, yeah. But when you say it like that, it's like, it feels different. I mean, it's just a different... Yeah. Um, it, and the, the thing that I struggled with was, it's like, it's not wrong. I mean that that is what it is, but when, like, where do you put the the focus on things? Right. You know, what was the message, or what was one of the messages? Yeah. You know? Yeah. They the, yeah. having kids having to explain it to our kids certainly does uh, yeah. help our own our own faith journeys. So yeah. Yeah. What is it that you hope for them? Uh, you know, when you, I mean, the, the free will they turn eighteen, and what do you hope they leave the home with? Um, what are, you, what are you hoping to instill with them? Um, the f- the the biggest thing I think is that they're loved, and that they don't feel that they always feel that they're loved, mm-hmm. um, and that they're not al- alone. Um, that there's there's always the presence of God. Um, it's, it's the message that Pastor Dave opens with, you know, he always, or not always, but will say, um, beloved children of God, beautiful to behold. Mm-hmm. It's, it's like y- you are valued and important, and um, you can't get away from that, mm-hmm. even if you try. Mm-hmm. I would say that's probably the, yeah. the biggest one. I love that. It's interesting because I've been doing camps for a lot of years, and though it is a Methodist camp, that we have, we have kids that come unchurched, church, different churches that, you know, they all show up and when you hear them explain, you can, you can really under, see the differences in what they're being taught. And sometimes right. it's like, oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, you don't want to undermine what, what they've been told in their homes or in their churches. But, right. but without even anyone telling me, I can, you can easily point out kids that, you know, yeah. have, have been in that you know, shame and that sin focused. Uh, right, right. Yeah. Yeah. The fear of God, but that's not the kind of fear of God we want to have. Yeah. So I remember that when you bring it up from Sunday school. Well, fear really means like respect. Yeah. And it's the same thing. It's like, yeah, it is, but it's so much more complicated. I mean, um, as you grow up and, and read more and study more, it's like there's so much more weight behind some things that were really just you know, when you're, when you're first taught, it's like, okay, that's all right. But 
But it's like, no, you don't get it. It's like, that's a big deal. Yeah, no, that's <laughs> exactly, exactly. <laughs> well, and David, David um, is very graceful in the way he put, he kind of nudges us along, yeah. I think. And he, um, I know sometimes I'm like, you, you really need to throw the smack down on this thing. But, you know, right. he's like, well, we don't, people don't hear that. Because there's been times yeah. like, don't you think you could be a little sterner about that issue? <laughs> right, and, right. And he's got a really, really good balance of that, you know, but, correction with grace. Oh. Yeah. But see, what, what gets me every time is um, as soon as you start headed down that path, it's easy to be like, oh, wait a minute, that story's about me now. Oh, I know. I hate that when that happens. <laughs> and it happens every week. Yeah, oh. exactly. Yeah. Like, wait a minute, I was I was laughing at Jonah. Like, oh, that guy's such a fool. Yep. But it's me. Yep. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. I think that's where the maturity comes in, is when you yeah. start to, when you can see those stories that yeah. you've heard over and over thought. Yeah. And I think that's, um, so that's, I think it's wonderful that, um, you are so thoughtful in all of that. And so when I'm sure, you know, having those conversations with your kids, you know, you're able to see when they're ready for the next, the next level right. of that story. <clears throat> I would think I, I grew, I noticed this, um, re well, recently last 10 years or something, I always was like, I don't really know how to pray. So I hope that's something that, I mean, I think that's an important aspect mm -hmm. of anybody's journey. And I don't know why I always felt like that, but it's taken me a long time of, of um, work. I, I remember asking the friend that I mentioned earlier, I, I said something about that. He said, it was like the Nike thing, just do it. Mm -hmm. and, and really that's what... I mean, it feels uncomfortable for a lot of time, for a long time. Because I start, you know, analytical mind, I start, why am I saying that? He already knows. He's God. Oh, yeah, yeah. But it's, yeah. you know. Yeah, just do yeah, it is right. Yeah. We have this conversation a lot with kids, like at camp. Like, there is no actual wrong way to pray. And I, and people say this all the time. Sunday school teachers have been saying this for years. All right, be in an attitude of prayer. Right. What does that mean? I yeah. don't know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. So I think just teaching your kids to pray, just talk yeah. to God. Yeah. 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 So um, it's my turn this Sunday to uh, preach, and it's going to be about remembering our stories and how our stories are God's stories. And so I talked to Pastor David, um, and I'm going to ask you some of those questions, because one of the things that kind of inspired me about wanting to, to talk about this is going to these memorial services and celebrations of life of people and going, man, I did not know that about this person or, oh, I would have loved to have asked about that or we have right. that in common. And so um, in asking him how he prepares for those, um, oh, yeah. he gave me the questions. And so I want to ask you uh, some of those questions. So okay. one of the things he says is he asked the friends and family the words that they would use to, to describe them. Like, what are the top words? So okay. how do you answer that question or how would you, you say those who know you best would answer that right. question? Um, before before I answer, I... Um, I, I think about funerals, well, I would say a lot, but um, one of the people who was most influential in, in my life at the time and, and still was my grandpa. And I remember when he died, the church was full. And it was like, look at all the people that he touched, you know? Wow, yeah. And so I always, I think about like what, who would show up for my funeral mm -hmm. or what, what would people say, mm -hmm. what, you know, what is my legacy, essentially? Right. You know, um, I think what people would say probably is, 
he was calm and level-headed. I hear that a lot. Yeah. I'm very even keeled. That would be my impression. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I might say that too. Yeah. Um, I mean, that would be the, the, I, I heard one time somebody said it and I, I don't know if I took offense, but I was like, oh, that's not great. There was like, he's really wholesome. And I was like, what does that even mean? Oh, not in a bad way, but I was like, I guess I get it. Um, but I think it, I think it actually is probably what. Uh, yeah, I think that's that, a good. That's a good, good thing. Explanation. That's a good thing. I, I, I think that's a, a compliment yeah. for you. <laughs> yeah. Um, my, uh, right. We take it as yeah. a compliment. My right. high school psychiatry, psychi, what was it, psychology teacher? Um, made us write our own uh, obituaries, which I thought, oh my gosh, this is so morbid. And I was so offended at the time, like, what, this is terrible and morbid, but I get it now. Like, how is it It forces you to think about it. Right, to think about, like, how do you you want to be remembered? So who has influenced your spiritual life throughout the years? So my my parents, for sure, um, you know, they always went with church. And my, my mom, primarily, she's always been a, spiritual rock for me, um, and her parents for sure. My dad, um, it, it's interesting because m- my dad, he doesn't go to church anymore, but having that, I, f- I feel like I read this somewhere, like having that kind of adult male figure as, okay, I go to church and yeah, he doesn't sing, which I always remember, like, I don't know why, but he, he, <laughs> my mom was a singer. Um, I can't, but I try to sing just to leave that memory for my kids. There you go. You know? Um, So definitely the family aspect of like, we all went to church. Um, That was pretty fundamental, I would think. Um, And then as I I grew older, it was, um, here's a story. I remember a story of an interview by Oral Hershiser, the old uh, um, pitcher. And he's known as um, being very religious. Um, and this is the way I remember it. So somebody who's listening, we're like, yeah, that's not exactly how the thing went. But <laughs> this is your it, my story, right. <laughs> what I remember is is him. And, and at the time, I'm like, I, I like baseball, collect baseball cards. So it's, it's, it's a person outside of my family who I have respect for. And he's being interviewed. And, um, and the story was about how he, I don't know if it was him or somebody he knows, felt this um, tremendously um, dark presence at night. Um, and he said, I'm claimed by Jesus Christ, go away and leave me alone. And he, you know, it left and he never, and what I remember about it is when you're a kid at that age, it was like, those kinds of things are are real, you know, that they're, they're, they have a big, you know, as you get older, you're like, eh, that, that I don't feel it in the same way. The, the, the concern about evil as much, mm-hmm. um, or at least the illusion of, as a kid, you, you don't feel the same amount of control, I think, as you do when you're, when mm-hmm. you're older. And so it was like this, oh my goodness, I have this sort of like protector um, and so that, I, that made a big impression on me that mm-hmm. I, and I remember, yeah. um, as I got older, it was, um, friends around me, um, who 
weren't afraid of their uh, Christianity um, and, and weren't scared to ask questions. Mm-hmm. Um, when I started coming here, Pastor Dave, for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's been, um, you know, as I struggled with uh, how do I, like, where do I grab on to start, like, learning more? There was, um, I was probably reading just like, okay, I'm going to read the Bible kind of a thing and trying to find some app on my phone or something. The same problem there is like, oh my God, look at all these apps and yeah. which one and daily devotional this and this translation. And it's right. like, where do you even go? Um, I happened across this app and then it led me to this um, website called The Bible Project. And it's it's led by... I'll, you guys are oh yeah for, we love for, it <laughs> for listeners they're like nodding and okay this is great but for yeah. for people who aren't familiar it's this um, wonderful organization who they focus on their 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 motto is that um, the Bible is a unified story that leads to Jesus and so I started watching it and it, it was like um, okay now I've it really started blossoming mm-hmm. the the experience for me so. And they it literally was, draw it out for you, so you yeah, are visually yeah. seeing it. Gonna exactly, be, yeah. yeah. And and they have a way of um, taking something that is you just read and be like, okay, yeah, I read it, and being like, let's yeah. really dig into what this means, you know. And so things like that um, have really been um, instrumental in growth for me. Mm-hmm. That I love that you shared that we were actually just, we've been talking about the Bible project because yeah. yeah, we, we love that uh, yeah. also. And it's a great, it's a resource I've used with youth a lot, you oh, know, yeah. and also it's helped me like before teaching something to watch that, to get it clear for me, like, Oh, okay. Yeah. But better understanding yeah. like before you're going to teach. Cause you know, yeah, right. it's a great resource. And I think that's wonderful to be able to use that when i when kids come to camp and i see them with the king james version i'm like oh man yeah like there's zero that's going to make sense to you right you right. know this is not going to help you understand well, you i mean they might be well versed in the king's english from 1600 exactly <laughs> so so far i've yet to find that camper <laughs> you know but it's funny because you ask him to read and other kids will be reading their in their bibles and they're like what is this talking? Yeah. you know so it has to be you have to be able to engage in the word in a way that can that can make sense to you. Yeah. And so all of these tools, there's so many now tools. Like we used to have to get the big old concordance books out and all that. And there's so much available now to help us. So which you know, like we were saying earlier, is is great and not great at the same time. Yeah. You know, like if you have okay, I'm just going to have this one. I have this set of resources. Is, mm-hmm. I laugh because I'm I'm like I was telling. Some one of my kids asked me something. I was like, "Look it up. Look, you have a computer in your yeah. hand right now. Yeah, the entire world of information right. is at your fingertips. Right. Yeah. And then you know, I really start feeling like, you know, when I was your age, <laughs> we had to go to the <laughs> library. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, um, yeah, it's true. So, so as you are moving along in your faith, like, what what are next steps for you? Like, what are things that you are looking to? So, um. Preaching will be one. Oh my gosh, I'm so excited. And I, yeah. And I, I can't answer, you know, the question of like, well, why would you pick to do that? I don't know. I mean, so I have, um, I, I've taught computer networking, which is my field at CSN for, I don't know, like nine, 10 years or something. Mm-hmm. And I enjoy the education aspect of it. Mm-hmm. Um, and 
I really feel passionate about the, so I guess maybe part of it is a history and, and the stories that I told earlier is like, you read the Bible and it's like, okay, uh, this is kind of, you know, you're in the middle of like Leviticus and you're like, oh man, that's easy rough. to tap yeah, out there, huh? <laughs> let me go, let me go to Mark. That's a little bit better. And, and that impulse was like, that's what led me to the question of like, what, why do we have all like, what does all this mean? What, what, so many questions. Um, and, and there's, there's answers, um, or at least there are, um, maybe not answers, but like, uh, it's a deeper discussion than what it appears, you know, when you first read it. And, and so there's like this passion of, um, trying to have that same effect on people where you take something that is, um, pretty, you know, you read something and it's like, okay, that, that means zero to me, but actually digging in and being like, oh, this is woven in into an entire tapestry of, mm-hmm. of work. So there's, there's that sort of passion coupled with, uh, um, background or, or I think in my mind, cause I haven't done it before, um, comfortability in explaining things. Mm-hmm. I have a feeling though that it's a different story when the lights are on you. And Super terrifying, yeah. but do it anyway. But I think making it, if you can make something accessible and relatable to, you know, I think a roadblock for me was like, I, I, who am I to stand up there and, and act yeah. like I, and, and that's really, if you, if you, if you don't view it as like, I'm here to be the expert or to tell you how to, right. but rather like, this is my, my experience and this is my, and, and maybe what relates to people. I think that you'll find people, I think you're a very relatable person. And, and I like that you're the analytical, uh, one. And I think that you sharing how you came to that is going to really speak to a lot of people that, right. Yeah. I, I hope so. I, I don't know. I'm still trying to, I, it's been a process of, um, I felt really compelled to do it. Mm-hmm. And then I made the decision to do it. And now it's like the the processing of like, okay, what, and I can feel the pieces come together in different ways. Yeah. Um, so it's, it, it'll get there. It's just, um, you know, I gotta, gotta get there. Well, God, God put it on your heart. So I think that's, yeah. uh, and I think, I think you'll be very, very well received and, and, yeah, we're we're excited for when that day comes. And before that day, though, is the podcast that now you're stepping up to yeah. uh, also be one of the hosts of our story, uh, capturing people's stories, right. which I think is wonderful. Um, again, we realize that we have rich stories here in our church, really, really rich stories. And stories are important. Yeah, I remember a sermon um, about. It was a sermon to a Methodist church, and the, the pastor was talking about how the if you're Jewish, you have this this huge story of uh, being redeemed by God through the Exodus and everything, and it's this unifying thing. And his point was, we have a different story, or that's part of our story, but, mm-hmm. but we have more story. And um, you know, paying attention to that and seeing how how important stories are to people's, um, the way they build their lives and, and choices they make and everything is, it's, a, it's, it's fascinating to see. Mm-hmm. Have you, have you tapped some people as guests yet that no. are, are they going to be surprised? I, I have to, 
I have to put some more thought. Yeah, into I th- it. I think uh, we're going to try to nominate people stories that we want to yeah. hear. So I think I think it's going to be great. And I um, I I, j- I think listening to a lot of times I'll hear one person's story, and then the next time I'd see, I'm like, oh, I wanted to ask you about that. Yeah. And listening to the podcast or something, and I think yeah. that we'll uh, just in listening to other people's stories, people might be more willing to share theirs, especially when you realize that's our faith is. It, it's right. built on the the stories of other people that were willing to sh- to share theirs with yeah. us, and you know, without without being willing to share, we're kind of keeping it to ourselves. So yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, so nominate somebody. Okay, and, yeah, this know. is your chance, everyone. Yeah, <laughs> definitely nominate. And and for if you're <laughs> Pet hat, Chris yeah. puts hat overhead. Okay, we, we um, <laughs> you know, I think a lot of times people think, oh, I can't be a guest. That's I mean, everybody that I've seen come in here and they haven't done it before, they seem nervous, mm-hmm. but it really isn't that bad. No. And people that I hear all the time is like, I don't really have anything extraordinary. I've just had an ordinary life. And when you get to talking to people like, no, there's yeah, some... Yeah. That's how I felt. I was like, oh, I just have a... This is like everybody's story. Nope. It, yeah. So... Nope. It's got, not. If you thought otherwise listening to me, then gotcha. Yeah. Yeah, no, and exactly. And that's that's kind of the point. And actually this Sunday people will have a chance to nominate themselves or nominate someone to share the story. So um yeah, we look forward to that. And I I it's great to see how you uh, are branching out in your in your service to the church. You've been you continue to be a great blessing to everyone here at Desert Spring and your family and just the example. It's just it's just nice to see the example that you are as a family. It's it's really cool. Every Sunday, it's 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 very cheerful to see you come come in and yeah. They're older now. They used to. I remember they'd run down the aisle, make it all the way to yeah. the almost to the altar. I get to see someone because I have candy at my table, so you know oh, that's my. Yeah. That's my yes, we stop by there every Sunday. I got my own little uh, yeah. <laughs> way. So, well. Um, uh, oh, I, I did. I have one more question. Is there a scripture? I almost forgot. Is there a grounding scripture or a scripture that's run throughout your life or one that's speaking to you right now that? Um, I, there's a few. Um, where I've been lately is like the creation stories in Genesis and, um, it all is is kind of centered around sort of like the image of God thing, and it's um, really had a fundamental impact on how I see things. Like, it, so if if I'm an image of God and everybody else is an mm-hmm. image of God, what does that what does that mean? Because it, if you let it, it changes a whole lot. But I'm also um, I've decided to dig into Romans, like take the year and study Romans. Um, and I always remember Romans eight twenty eight was a, was a big one. But yeah, there's um, there's a few. Yeah, that's great. And I I, I love that if, if we if we recognize that we are created in the image of God and others, how we treat ourselves yeah. and others around is needs to be based on that. Right. So wonderful. Well, um, before I say goodbye, we're going to close in prayer. And I, again, I want to thank you, Jacob, for, for taking the time and, and put it out there that Jacob's here as a guest. And we're excited to have uh, hear your stories uh, shared with him also. And um, yeah, if you are listening, wherever you're listening from, put a comment, nominate someone uh, that you'd love to hear from. And with that, let's let's pray. 
gracious loving God, we we just thank you for Jacob and for um, the many ways that he's been a blessing here at Desert Spring. We thank you um, for his family and for uh, the ways that they light up our church. We um, thank you for the gifts and also what you've put on his heart in, in new ways to serve. And we know that uh, if you put that on his heart, that you'll equip him to do so. And so we just lift him up there and, and look forward to seeing the ways that you equip him and, and the work that you do and the way that your light will continue to shine through him. Uh, Jacob reminds us that uh, we are all created in your image. And so as we go about this day and all of our days, uh, let us treat each other and ourselves as such. Uh, and for all the many blessings that you give us, we give thanks. Amen. And uh, that's a wrap for this, again, uh, Season 5. Um, I'm not sure I introduced myself, but I'm Julie Hart, Director of Connectional Ministries. Uh, love to hear from you, and um, stop by the Connection Center if you join us in person, uh, and uh, let us know who you'd like to hear from. Jacob, thank you. Thank you again so much. And thank you to Chris, who's in the studio, but doesn't have a microphone in front of him today. That's weird. Okay. <laughs> All right. Uh, until next time, God bless.